Good evening and welcome to Travels by Broomsticks Spooktober Adventures, where we visit the most haunted locations and tell you the terrifying tales that go along with them to get you in the mood for my favourite night of the year, Halloween. Today's journey takes us to Salmsbury, a village in South Ribble in Lancashire, England. Salmsbury Hall is a stunning stately home which is filled with history, hauntings and witches. This beautiful black and white half-timbered medieval house was built in 1325 by Gilbert de Southworth and was the home of the Southworth family until the early 17th century. Although he is credited with building the Great Hall, Salmsbury Manor has a rich history going as far back as the 1185s. The first recorded Lord of Salisbury Manor was Cospatrick de Salisbury. He is believed to have lived in the lower hall area of the Ribbles floodplain, where there is evidence of early settlement. The hall has been many things in the past, including a public house called the Bradiel Arms Inn. This was in 1830. The next owner was John Cooper, who bought the building in 1850 and leased it to Marianne Harrison as a co-educational boarding school. Apparently the school was well ahead of its time and anticipated the Montessori system by about 50 years. Today the hall is administered by a registered charity called the Salmsbury Hall Trust, whose aim it is to preserve the hall for both locals and visitors to enjoy. The trust was founded in the 1920s when Salisbury Hall was going to be demolished. It is a grade one listed building, or oh, have gone up a one. This medieval manor house offers many different tours. There is also the Heritage Cafe, which does a delightful afternoon tea, as well as Dottie's Wafflery and Coffee Shop, with decadent desserts and ice creams. Mmm, yum, yum. But we are not here to enjoy ourselves or to eat delicious food. We are Travels by Broomstick, so we're here for the history, the ghosts, and of course, the witches. When you think of witches in Lancashire, your thoughts immediately turn to that of the Pendle Witches, where two famous families from Pendle, headed by elderly widows Elizabeth Southern, also known as Demdike, and Anne Whittle, known as Old Chattox, were at the centre of a witch trial that ended with a total of 10 people being found guilty of maleficium, causing harm by witchcraft, and were sentenced to death by hanging. The Lancaster Trials in August 1612 are among the most famous witchcraft trials in history. This is mainly due to Thomas Potts, the clerk to the Lancaster Assizes. Potts was instructed to write his account of the trial proceedings by the trial judges Sir Edward Bromley and Sir James Altham. Sir Edward Bromley revised and corrected the manuscript before the publication of The Wonderful Discovery of Witches in the County of Lancaster in 1613. In his account of the trial, Thomas Potts tells the story of the Salmsbury Witches. Other Lancashire magistrates learned of Roger Nowell's discovery of witchcraft in the county, and on the 15th of April 1612, Justice of the Peace Robert Holden began his investigation in his own area of Salmsbury, and as a result, eight individuals were accused of practising witchcraft. 
The trial was held on August 19, 1612, before Sir Edward Bromley. Before the trial began, Bromley ordered the release of five of the eight defendants from Salmsbury with a stern warning about their future conduct. These were John Ramsden, Elizabeth Astley, Isabel Southgraves and Lawrence Hay. The remaining three women, Jane Southworth, Ellen Beerley and Jeanette Beerley, were accused of using diverse, devilish and wicked arts called witchcraft. Enchantments, charms and sorceries in and upon one Grace Sowerbutts. The 14-year-old Grace Sowerbutts was the chief prosecution witness. In her statement, Grace claimed that both her grandmother and her aunt, Jeanette and Ellen Beerley, were able to transform themselves into dogs and that they haunted and vexed her for years. Grace also alleged that Jeanette and Ellen Beerley had transported her to the top of a hayrick, or bale of hay, by her hair, and on another occasion, they had tried to persuade her to drown herself. According to Grace, her relatives had taken her to the house of Thomas Walshman and his wife, from whom they had stolen a baby for the purpose of sucking its young blood. Grace then went on to claim that the baby had died the following night, and after its burial at Salmsbury Church, both Ellen and Jeanette Beerley had dug up the body and had taken it home where they cooked it and ate some of it. They then used the remains to make a magical ointment and balm that enabled them to shapeshift. Grace then stated that her grandmother and aunt, along with Jane Southworth of Salmsbury Hall, had attended witches' sabbats held every Thursday and Sunday night at Red Bank on the north shore of the River Ribble to practice witchcraft and other strange rituals. Grace alleged that at one of the secret sabbat meetings, they met with four black things, going upright and not like men in the face, with whom they ate, danced and had ritualistic sex. Thomas Walshman, the father of the baby that Ellen and Janet had allegedly killed and eaten and turned into their magical ointment, confirmed that his child had indeed died and that it had sadly died of unknown causes about one year of age. Thomas said that Grace Sowerbutts was discovered lying as if dead in his father's barn on the 15th of April and did not recover until the following day. John Singleton and William Alker had given their witness testimonies saying that Sir John Southworth, Jane Southworth's father-in-law, had been incredibly reluctant to pass the house where his son lived as he believed Jane Southworth to be an evil woman and more, an evil witch. The charges against Jane Southworth, Jeanette Bailey and Ellen Bailey included witchcraft, child murder and cannibalism and on being asked by the judge what answer they could give to the charges that had been made against them, the three women humbly fell upon their knees with weeping tears and desired Sir Edward Bromley for God's cause to examine Grace Sowerbutts. Immediately on the countenance of this, Grace Sowerbetts and the witnesses all began to quarrel and accuse one another, and eventually it was admitted that Grace had been coached in her story by a Catholic priest who they called Master Thompson. Sir Edward Bromley committed Grace Sowerbetts to be examined by William Lee and Edward Chisnell, two Justice of the Peace. Under their questioning, Grace crumbled under pressure and she admitted that her story was indeed untrue. She explained to them that she had been told exactly what to say by Jane Southworth's uncle Christopher Southworth, also known as Master Thompson. He was a Jesuit priest hiding in the Salmsbury area. 
Christopher Southworth was the chaplain at Salmsbury Hall and Jane Southworth's uncle by marriage. William Lee and Edward Chisnell questioned Jane Southworth, Jeanette Bailey and Ellen Bailey in an attempt to discover why Christopher Southworth might have fabricated evidence against them, but they could not offer any other reason than they all goeth to the Anglican Church. Judge Sir Edward Bromley found the defendants not guilty, stating that, God hath delivered you beyond expectation. I pray God you may use this mercy and favour well, and take heed you fall not hereafter, and so the court doth order that you shall be delivered. Thomas Potts concluded in his account of the trial, saying, Thus were these poor innocent creatures, by great care and pains of this honourable judge, delivered from the danger of this conspiracy. Christopher Southworth's persecution of the three women must have began in late February or early March, certainly before Jane Southworth had conference with him and challenged him for slandering her to be a witch. Luckily, the lives of the three so-called witches were saved, but it had to be a truly terrifying and degrading ordeal. You can purchase the book called The Famous Witches of Salmsbury by Glenn Clayton, which includes extracts from The Wonderful Discoveries of Witches in the County of Lancaster by Thomas Potts in the Salmsbury Hall gift shop. If you have a mind to learn more, you can also take the witch tour with Witch Janie, real name Joanne Halliwell, who will take you on a truly spellbinding walk through Salmsbury Hall, telling the tales of witchcraft. Salmsbury Hall isn't only famous for its witches, it's also famous for its ghosts. The legendary White Lady is said to be the hall's most well-known spirit, who is said to be the ghost of Dorothy Southworth a romantic and tragic Romeo and Juliet-style tale of Lady Dorothy Southworth and her forbidden love. Dorothy fell in love with a young man from the de Houghton family, but his family were Protestants and her family were Catholics. These two lovers were not permitted to be with each other, but they defied their family and continued to meet up in secret along the riverbank of the River Ribble sharing stolen kisses and whispering sweet nothings into each other's ears they made a plan to elope they were deeply in love and so desperate to marry but this was not permitted unfortunately her brothers had found out about their private affair and agreed arrangement and reported this back to salmsbury hall on the night of their secret elopement Lady Dorothy Southworth's brother waited for the young man, and as soon as he appeared, he jumped out of his hiding place and ambushed him, killing the young man along with his two companions. Their dead bodies were hastily buried in the grounds of the chapel at Salmsbury Hall, and poor Dorothy was left completely inconsolable. Having witnessed the death of her lover, she was sent to an overseas convent where she grieved the loss of her love eventually dying of a broken heart. Her spirit is often seen floating down the corridors of Salmsbury Hall, crying and wailing as she mourns her long-lost love. In more recent years, when work was carried out on the hall and the nearby road, three skeletons were uncovered, possibly the skeletons of the young de Houghton and his companions. Another ghost said to haunt Salmsbury Hall is that of a priest, 
In the mid-1500s, a priest was followed to the hall by soldiers and was discovered in one of the many secret hiding places in the hall. He was forcefully dragged out of his priest room and beheaded on the spot. Legend has it that the ill-fated priest's blood stained the floor of the small room so intensely that nobody was able to wash it away, no matter how hard they scrubbed. The room was bricked up for over 200 years until it was reopened in 1898. The blood stains are said to occasionally reappear to this very day, along with the sightings of the spectral priest. Another priest's hole where priests were hidden can be found in the large fireplace in the hall, which was designed by Nicholas Owens, who was the principal builder of priest's holes during the reigns of Queen Elizabeth I and James I of England. A priest's hole is a hiding place for priests. These were built into many of the principal Catholic houses of England, Wales and Ireland during the period in history where Catholics were persecuted by law. The Southworths were Catholic and would hide priests by bringing them down from their upstairs room and hiding them in the priest's hole located in the fireplace. The king heard about Nicholas Owen and his famous priest's holes and he was found, taken to the Tower of London, tortured and asked to renounce his Catholic faith. When he refused, he was sentenced to death, a cruel and painful death. He was hung, drawn and quartered and died on the 2nd of March, 1606. Many strange things happen in Salmsbury Hall, including doors opening, furniture being moved, a feeling of being followed, and women having the back of their hair stroked. <laughs> Most haunted presenter Yvette Fielding, along with the two mediums Derek Acora and David Wells, along with historian and ghost hunter Richard Felix, visited the hall, and they were all incredibly convinced that the hall was haunted with a lot of spiritual energy being felt by the entire Most Haunted team. You can book a spooky tour with Simon Entwistle, who tells the terrifying tales of all the paranormal activity that happens in the hall. So, only one question remains. How many brooms do you rate Salmsbury Hall? Right, well, Salmsbury Hall is going to be a 4.5. The architecture is absolutely fabulous. The hall gives a very eerie feeling and I enjoyed it immensely. And there's ghosts and there's witches. What is your favourite story related to Salmsbury Hall? Well, I like the witches story because it reminds me of going to Pendle. And it's a true story. And it's a true story. And the witches didn't die, they got off this time, so yay! <laughs> What is your favourite room in Salmsbury Hall? Where they sell the waffles. Dottie's Wafflery. Dottie's Wafflery. Did you enjoy the waffles? Can't remember. Sugar Rush. <laughs> That's because I'm on the side of the witches. What was your favourite room in Salmsbury Hall? My favourite room was the one with the stained glass window in. But my favourite piece of architecture was the fireplace with the priest hole. Yeah, I think that the stained glass window was very beautiful. And I really liked the chapel area. That was lovely. I turned to dust when we walked in there, so I missed it. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I really liked the black and white on the outside of the building. The timber frame building, yeah. It was yeah. really nice, yeah. Really unique and beautiful building. Yeah, there's lots of black and white buildings around Hereford. 
Oh, we'll have to go there then. We should. There's a black and white trail. Well, that concludes this spooktacular Spooktober episode. I hope you all had a wonderful and magical time. Smagical. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Hit the bell. Bing bong. The scarret. Scarret. <laughs> what the f*** are you on about here? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs>